0: In a credit crunch, lenders stop lending and credit becomes tougher to obtain. The snowball effect of a credit crunch can eventually impact the entire economy. Are we in a credit crunch? And what can we do as investors to protect ourselves? You are listening to Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to The Art of Investing. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today in the studio is Peter Maris. Certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group, a firm specializing in comprehensive financial planning and retirement planning. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. All right, Peter. You, you have to help us out here. We've heard about it on the news. We see it all over the place, people jumping out of buildings because of this credit crunch. What does a credit crunch mean to the layperson? Well, basically, in our society, Larry, in a capitalistic society,
1: money in motion is what keeps the free markets and keeps the financial markets happy and moving forward. The oil,
0: greases, greases them.
1: It's, it greases the wheel, absolutely. So when institutions whose job it is to lend money all of a sudden don't want to lend money because they're worried of who they're lending it to and what's going to happen when the money goes out the door, that puts the brakes on the economy, and that could be very dangerous. And that's what we're experiencing, at least in the short term here.
0: And it's all because of the subprime mortgage blow-up.
1: Yes, yes, the subprime mortgages. What a subprime mortgage is it simply is a mortgage that under normal underwriting standards should not have been issued. It's somebody who bought a house with little money down at a very low interest rate and was at, is at risk of that interest rate adjusting higher as a result making the payment higher to their home and eventually not being able to afford that home. And that's what's happening. These subprime loans are defaulting at a record pace. And as a result, Lenders are forced to foreclose on the homes, take responsibility for the debt, and it's sending a, a shiver throughout the credit market.
0: Who should we blame? I like to blame somebody. I mean, do we blame the banks? Do we blame the hedge funds buying these packages? the broker selling something to someone who can't afford it, or can we spread the wealth and and blame everyone just for being greedy? I think it comes down to
1: that. It created a market that didn't exist in the past the Low-income person who wants to buy a home, and they change the rules—the rules which worked very well in terms of how much you need to make to afford a home—going you to know, cause this this mess. Basically, it's hard to point the finger at a single person because you have an underwriting crew, you have a mortgage company, you have the people who actually lend the money, and uh, guilty, guilty, guilty.
0: So, how are how are the hedge funds making their money on on buying these products? That part I don't really understand.
1: Well, think of a let's say a bushel of, of apples. On top, you see these beautiful red apples. And somebody says, hey, I'm going to sell this bushel to you. And you say, well, I know what I'd pay if the whole thing is, is nice, are nice red apples, but I don't know what's underneath. That's what's happening with these loans. They're not sure how
0: many of these loans are subprime,
1: how many are already in default. They don't know what they
0: have. So they put the pretty ones on top, and they bundle the crappy ones and the rotten ones inside. They don't know what's there. I mean, you can't say, I just want to buy normal mortgages of people that have normal mortgages and, and will be able to pay them back. I don't want any subprimes. You, you're saying these products, when they're sold to the hedge funds or to the banks, they're, it's not disclosed? Not properly disclosed, not full disclosure. As a result, what you have is
1: our hedge funds owning these programs and not exactly knowing what they're owning and being under the impression that they're quality loans when, in fact, a lot of them were not. And as they started defaulting, the uh, value of those programs went down and what happened with the stock market the stocks are really a victim of what went on in the credit market because now a lot of these hedge funds had to raise cash to make up for this subprime mess and how did they raise cash they sold quality stocks to provide cash for them to uh, to move forward with their operations
0: are we in the beginnings the middle or the end of the crunch i mean the the market reacted violently 2 weeks ago and we went from 14000 to 13000 is that just, you know, can we expect more of that volatility or, or is the worst over or is the worst yet to come? It's the question. Are we home free now or are we on the
1: eye of the storm? There's uh, been a cooling off. There's been a lot of money put into the system by the Federal Reserve. Uh, German banks have been bailed out by the European community. That These German banks owned a lot of these uh, subprime mortgages. It seems like things have calmed. And the question is moving forward as we discover what's exactly how many of these subprime mortgages are going to go under – We'll see what happens in the future, but
0: I don't think we're out of the woods. You mentioned that our government, I think they put like $39 billion into the system. Where does that money come from? Do they just print up money and just put it in the bank? I mean, is this just made up? Are they just kind of enabling this Ponzi scheme from to continue? I mean, it just seems crazy.
1: Well, the Federal Reserve is the largest, most well-capitalized bank in the United States, maybe in the world, so they have money to lend, and they have it for the situation. Last time the Federal Reserve came in and, and did what they did this time by influxing money into the system was after 9 11. They did the exact same thing to sustain the markets until people's
0: emotions calmed down. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. I'm talking today with Peter Maris, certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group, a firm specializing in comprehensive financial planning and retirement planning. And we're discussing the recent credit crunch. Peter, is this subprime problem going to have bigger effects on our economy, so-called ripple effects or delayed effects that are yet to be seen?
1: It could, but I think what it's going to prove to us over time, in my opinion, is how strong our financial markets actually are. I mean, this was quite a speed bump that we hit, and it affected the markets for three or four weeks Right now, things are turning around. The, the United States banks are stronger. A countrywide mortgage, which was the largest holder of these subprime mortgages, actually countrywide for, financial, uh, received a big influx of money from Bank of America. So there's confidence in the overall mortgage market. So I I think this was a scare, but I think the resiliency of the United States financial markets will Prove to put this in you know, a
0: nightmare in our in our rearview mirror. What's happening worldwide as a result of this? Why is our problem with subprime mortgages affecting the Shanghai stock market or the Chinese stock market or Paris or London? Have they all been buying these these crappy products from us?
1: Especially in Europe, the, the answer to your question, Larry, is yes. Again, we're in a global economy, so what happens in the United States does affect Europe and it does affect Asia but we found that a couple of German banks had to be rescued because they owned so many subprime mortgages, and the French government had to come in and save one of their major banks as well. So it did become a global problem by owning our subprime mortgages.
0: Is this going to keep me or my fellow physicians from being able to get a mortgage if we have good credit? It would have been more of a
1: problem a week or so ago, but it, think, it seems like things are getting back to, to normal. Interest rates have bumped up on the, on the mortgage side, even for good credit risks. But I think over time, we'll get back to normalcy on uh, on getting a loan. And going back to the original rules, the way it was supposed to be and to a system that worked so well for so long.
0: With the Federal Reserve cutting rates, that did not affect the mortgage rates. The mortgage rates actually went up. They went up because of, again,
1: supply and demand factors, psychological factors. The discount rate, the rate that the banks cut is what the bank charges to loan money to other banks. That, that was the rate. And usually when they cut that, it's a ripple effect. in all other rates. Go the same way. So if they cut the rate, the rates will decrease. But given the situation in the mortgage markets, the rates did not decrease.
0: And if we continue to see the Federal Reserve cutting rates, can we assume that we're not out of the woods and they're doing some prophylactic measures to prevent the economy from tanking? I think
1: this cut in the in the rate, which was a half a point, probably would have come anyway, given the way the economy is moving. As a result, you may see another rate cut just to keep things moving forward and to get past this credit crunch issue.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's spin this into a positive, Peter. What can we take away from this and learn from this to prevent ourselves from getting caught in the next credit crunch if we were caught?
1: I think, as in every situation, you have to know what's in your investment portfolio at all times. Now, our stock market went down, so everybody was a, uh, an ancillary victim of what happened, But if your portfolio holds bonds and even your money market fund, there are money market funds later who are having problems. Money market funds, which are supposed to be the safest investment because they own subprime paper. So I think knowing and questioning your advisor in terms of what am I actually holding is important.
0: But, you know, let's say a year ago I asked you, Peter, uh, what what are you holding for your clients in your money market funds? You may not even know if you had subprime mortgages in there.
1: We would have, and we, we did because we... You know, We use one money market fund. It's a good one. We analyze it. We make sure that it is holding high-quality investments at all times. So somebody who's close to the action should know what's in the money market fund, should know what's in the bond fund they're recommending to you, should know what's in the stock fund.
0: Did you see this coming? I mean, did you know that this was going on and it was just a matter of time before uh, you all got caught with your pants down?
1: You heard the ripples of this, of the housing boom and the reason that this, the... Price on condominiums and homes are going up because of the subprime loans being issued. So you heard ripples of this all the way, you know, going back to October, November of 2006. And the question was, when it rises to the surface, what's going to happen? I mean, this, this wasn't a snake that snuck up on us. We knew this was there.
0: All right, so... How can I, Larry Kaskel, protect myself from the current credit crunch? I mean, what, what should I be doing differently now? Should I be looking at everything I own and steering clear of anything that looks potentially speculative or ominous? I don't believe so. I think this may even be a good opportunity to make some purchases. Warren Buffett has stepped in and put a lot of money into some banks. So he sees this as opportunity. He does. This is reminiscent of
1: 1998. It was known as the Asian flu when the russian ruble was devalued and the financial markets including the united states went down 20% in 45 days 20% in 45 days that's quite a correction and once everything was resolved in europe our technology bull continued after 1998 so this may be another little speed bump and we'll make our economy better for that because we won't have make the same mistake in the future with these subprime mortgages.
0: We won't make that excuse, but what drives the market is greed and fear, greed and fear, greed and fear. So I know there's going to be something else out there that's going to catch on. And you know, human nature is such that there'll be another subprime crunch. It just will be something that we can't predict yet. Of course. But again, a problem
1: and adversity makes us stronger. In the early 2000s, we had the problem with the mutual fund market. And Investors didn't trust the investment houses or the mutual funds. Now we have regulations in place, which makes any funny business in the mutual fund industry not possible with So the regulations. So we have a stronger market because of that problem. And I think moving forward, we'll have a stronger credit market
0: because of what's happening today. You're optimistic that the future is bright and that the world is not ending because of this credit crunch. Absolutely. I am optimistic of what's going to happen in the future. What if I said, where's the Dow Jones going to be at the end of 2007? Again, before
1: this credit crunch hit, there were more mergers and acquisitions than any time in history. And as money is moving and changing hands, that's what drives the financial markets. So if we can get that restarted again, all the deals that are now in limbo, if we can get those moving forward again, I think you can see the Dow Jones back at the $14,000 range by the end of the year.
0: And lastly, Peter, there's a doctor driving around in his car. He's got $100,000 sitting in his pocket burning a hole. He wants to put it to work now where would be the best place for him to put it? I think a lot of times you could be successful
1: with looking at quality companies that are in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you might think that banks fit that description right now, Larry, that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And perhaps their price have gotten hit a little bit because of that. That could be a consideration for somebody who wants to make a somewhat not speculative, but aggressive move.
0: On that note, I'd like to thank our guest, Peter Maris, for coming in today and helping us figure out this credit crunch. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, and you've been listening to The Art of Investing on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.